welcome to Hannibal's Horny Abachi, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hey, my name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, a local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watch Hassan, which is season two, episode three, and first aired March 14th, 2014. This episode shows us all the ways the law doesn't work. <laughs> That's going to be the theme of this episode. The law does not work. You don't say. <laughs> so we start this episode with Will imagining his own execution. Which I thought was pretty graphic, because um, mm. oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not up to snuff on my death penalty law in the United States, but I'm pretty sure he would have gotten lethal injection. But again, it's in his mind, so I'm guessing he's yeah, a I was wondering about that, if there's like a more humane way to put someone down. It's like, quote, humane. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's better than, you know, being electrified. Oh my god, death. yeah. Like, I've read of, of, of them botching it, like, because um, Gacy's, uh, Gacy's execution was lethal injection, and they messed it up. And oh. so he, uh, the drugs they inject you with hardened in his artery, so he, it was painful when he went, so. But I think he, uh, I think Will in this episode is just imagining it to be dramatic, I guess. Well, I think it's also just more visually cooler. Some, something cooler and something to see in it. Mm. That was the way to go before injection, and for some reason people think hanging is too... <laughs> <laughs> hanging and beheading is too medieval, even though they did that in France for, like, how long? They did it in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I think it's also just, yeah, more visually. And, like, when we say you get the death sentence, almost everybody thinks, even even if it's not accurate, you get the chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's so. true. Let's see if they still do use the electric chair. And I was uh, like, what is the metaphor of him well, doing it himself? Well, just, like, picturing his death, because, you know, there's nothing he can really do in that cell. He's... he's He's just imagining whatever <laughs> is in his future if, he, if if it all fails. I'm wondering if it's like a metaphor for like he's got to, because I think he says somewhere he has to save himself. That uh, episode? Previous episode. Previous episode, yeah. He's got to save himself. If he doesn't, he's killing himself. <laughs> you know, he's too smart for this, so. Mm. So if he switch. doesn't like try to save himself, that's where he's going to end up? Pretty much. Yeah. I think that's what the metaphor is. In all, tw- uh, so the, it's, you're still allowed to use electrocution, but it's a choice. So you, if if I were to be charged with uh, like de- the death penalty, I could choose to be electrocuted or lethal injection. Oh wow! And so only a few states have opted for that. So <laughs> the last use of the electric chair was 2013. It says here. Uh, yeah, you can use it, but I guess nobody really wants to go that way. <laughs> so uh-huh. the is super painful. Well, because lethal injection, they they knock you out first, and then they kill you. Yeah. yeah, I've read that uh, the only problem, well, the only problem <laughs> with lethal injection is uh, it's not given to you by uh, anesthesiologist or anybody of the yeah. real medical profession because they've taken a, what's the, the vow Do of no harm. hippopotamus oath? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember your hippopotamus oath. <laughs> of do no harm. So, like, it goes against their whole grain to do that. Apparently, there's they are trying to do, like, an appeal within the law system that they could do that. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. You're getting someone who has no idea how to mix the cocktail of drugs, and then sometimes a person can be awake, like they, their body can't move, 
but, but they're, they're awake, awake and yeah. conscious for the whole time their body's dying and oh. so, so well, they're no. screaming internally quite literally uh, so. well and they, uh, there's a big problem in the US that their sources of drugs for lethal injection are going bad mm. and they're having trouble replacing them because like countries where they do have these drugs are not wanting to support that so they're not giving them the drugs anymore so like I wonder if that means that there's going to be a return to least uh, to electric chairs or hangings or something. I remember there was an episode of Oz where uh, the female inmate in the prison wanted to go by uh, by hanging. Mm. I can't remember the full extent of that episode because like, I only used to watch it because I thought Christopher Maloney was, was attractive. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and he's <laughs> naked in it a lot. I was a crazy teenager back in the day. <laughs> so, with no Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so in this scene, uh, the next scene is Will and Hannibal are getting dressed for court. Famous <laughs> gift sequence, if there ever was one. <laughs> but I love how cute Will is in this episode. He looks so snazzy yeah, in his so suit. Cute. Yeah, I'm just like, well, and I love how he looks when uh, he's like just putting the shirt on and like his tie is still like undone and his shirt's still <laughs> untucked. I'm like, I'm into the idea of him being disheveled, so that was really nice. <laughs> Everybody looks good in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's universal. And hmm. luckily, he was not one of those people. You know how some guys, when they go to court, will wear, like, the oversized suit and think that that's okay? Like, I, I always make fun of it, because, like, in wrestling, when uh, there's an episode where Dean Ambrose was appearing on camera, and he was wearing this, over, like, a suit that was obviously two sizes too big for him, and I posted on Twitter, like, Dean Ambrose goes to court. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think most of the time it's a, it's also a borrowed suit. And yeah. It's just really kind of like, you look about a size 40, 60 and 44 this inches and whatever. So, okay, we'll do that. And then it's like, yeah, so they end up looking like yeah, little kids going to court most of the time. <laughs> but not in Hannibal. <laughs> nope. But it I like fits the, good. The, little, the little difference in the scene that Will is seen full on, whereas Hannibal is seen through a mirror. I was wondering what, if that was, like, supposed to imply yeah. anything. Because <laughs> you see Will full on, right? Because, like, it's like the camera is the mirror. Yeah. So are they saying that Will and Hannibal are the same? Or are they saying that Hannibal is presenting himself in a certain light? Because Will is the real one, Hannibal's the fake one. I don't Once know. again, you bring up points that I never even think about. So <laughs> I just now discovered this. It's like getting oh. dressed. Okay, do you just kind of make an essay about this? Hannibal <laughs> <Simple> gifts. <laughs> well, because, yeah, like, he's, like, because uh, Will is looking away from the camera, and Hannibal is looking up and at. So it's like, they're kind of looking at each other, it seems like. Because um, I pulled up the, the gif of, um... Of Will getting dressed and Hannibal getting dressed. And it looks like they're looking... Like, it's the mirror images of each other. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, what I just... I swear. <laughs> but, like... I'm the last one to the party. But Hugh <laughs> is so cute in that episode. Aww. I don't, like... I, I'm, I'm not a person about cuteness, you know what I mean? But he is so cute in that I, episode. I totally, um... He still looks like the puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puppy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Aw. But, um... I was really pissed because um, it sounds like they're charging Will with Abigail's murder, too. But I'm like, okay, first off, you can't charge someone with murder without a body. Yeah, you can. You, you can? You can. I thought that was... Well, okay. Well, they found her ear in his... Well, found well, his ear in his well, it's, it's rare because it's risky. It's really hard. It's just harder to yeah, prosecute. The jury, yeah, jury Harder to prosecute and defend when there's no body. But she can do it. Yeah. But she, he would get manslaughter, at least, because the jury, like, if it was, well, it doesn't look like it was a jury trial. 
Um, I think it was just a prosecution judge type situation. Yeah, I think it was just a judge. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that point. But yeah, like I remember reading that juries want bodies because otherwise they can't, that gives reasonable doubt. Like that, that she's like still around or there's no body or like he didn't kill her. Hmm. But yeah, that still bothered me. I was like, he can't be charged with that. Yeah, he can't help it. <laughs> you get through enough of those uh, forensic file shows on Netflix. You get to, yeah. They'll say, like, the first uh, time in American history where it was tried without a body or something. And, what then, if, um, and the first time it was done in the state or whatever. So well, it does think, happen. Yeah, I think um, Ted Bundy, one of his kills was like, they just found um, like uh, bones and they charged him with, like, the murder of the girl that they identified the bones belonging to. I gotta look this up. Anyway, but, uh, but I love when Hannibal, they cut to Hannibal when Will is referred to as the smartest person in the room. I know, I made a note on that, too. (laughs) He just smiles, like, "Hmm." I think Hannibal believes it, too, like, because as JJ has said in past episodes, he sees Will as a potential equal. Hmm. Yeah. I was also, also, like, thinking how, um, when, you like, they say these things about Will, I wonder if, like, Hannibal thinks it's like directed towards him in a way yeah that's what I was thinking too he is like his product I guess yeah he created him mm-hmm. his protege so mm-hmm. when they called him smart he's like oh yeah I am smart like, I'm so good <laughs> what am I must say good <laughs> Um, but I love that, uh, I love those things, me and JJ talked about, uh, we were editing episode one last night, so we were overhearing our conversation about how Hannibal will always do those pointing, th- if he could, he would point at the camera and go, eh, so <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about this show is when you could see Will do, uh, Hannibal doing that, so there's talk about how Jack missed the killer standing in front of him, which they're still doing right now it's like hi <laughs> it just makes me laugh because i love those like little shout outs that we of course all of us know hannibal is the killer mm. we've seen proof of that and it just makes me laugh every single it's time it's kind of creepy in a way because hannibal like knows everything and he, it's almost like he knows that we're watching too and there's nothing yeah. we can do about it and again breaking that weird fourth wall thing it's yeah. like yeah mm. that's a good point because like, yeah i think he does like because like um you could say it's a part of his psychosis too where he thinks that it's all like it's all a like it's another piece of art that he's doing that somebody else is enjoying. Mm. That's how I feel too. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of Hannibal now. <laughs> so, I, I thought that was funny too when uh, that ear appears in the mail mm-hmm. and that weird funny just before the credits roll. I think I opened your mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kind. So what kind of lawyer is that? Who brought you that lawyer? Well, he's like, he's very he's, calm about it, too. He's, it's he's like, a little oh, insensitive, too, to everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah, like, I, I bring up numerous times how much I hated that guy. I'm like, who hired <laughs> this guy? He's like the Lionel Hutz of the FBI. I'm kind of wondering, too, if Lionel <laughs> He's, he's, and I'm the law talking guy. <laughs> no, he's a lawyer. I'm wondering if he's another, like, a level of uh, psychopath, too. Because yeah. he seems really, like, just... Not a phased. A little too chill for my liking. Yeah, like, again, I bring it up about how people are way overly chilled seeing some of the stuff that they see. Like, I, I don't know, like... Um, I think it is Baltimore. Well, yeah, I bring it up... <laughs> I think I bring it up later in this episode, too. Like one where, all. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I don't know if you know this, but um, the dude who played Jack Crawford in Silence of the Lambs, as part of their research for him and uh, Jodie Foster in that movie, they would have to look up real serial murders like the fbi uh, i don't know if this is the fbi but they were provided with like uh case files and like uh crime scene photos and it traumatized the actor so much he didn't come back for hannibal just because he couldn't imagine having to look at that stuff again and i'm like that's how normal people react to this stuff people it's like mm. Mm. 
That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's like, I, I'm into gore. I am into, like, horrible things. But, like, I don't intentionally go, like, I remember when I was a kid, I looked up, um, Rotten.com. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, that. I do. Oh my yeah. God. yeah, I forgot about that website. I used the first time I got on the internet. I looked that up, <laughs> oh and gosh. I immediately left because um, there's a difference between gore in the context of a film and gore in the context of the series, uh, this uh, the conflict in Sarajevo. You know what I mean? Like mm. in Serbia, like all the, like that genocide. It's like that's real. <laughs> like I get, I guess that's why it bothers me because I'm like people react really viscerally to that sort of thing. Ugh. Mm. I remember my cousins used to go on that side. <laughs> like show your so hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they mention um, Will first meeting Jack at the opening for the Evil Mind Museum, and I'm not gonna lie, that sounds like my sort of place. So I looked it up, and I think we spoke about it before. But I looked it up, and I found out you can only go there if you apply, and you have to be a legit scholar. So you have to. Apply to go in. They just don't let anybody in. And they have things like uh, crime scene photos, stuff like that. And they also have a Gacy painting. So one of those ugly-ass paintings he did. Hmm. So I wonder if they'd let me go. I don't know. I could just say, like, I'm a, re- I'm a reporter, so. <laughs> Technically say I'm a reporter. I guess if you say if it's, like, research for a film or something. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Maybe. Evil Minds. Museum. When uh, my family and I went on vacay, we went to Philadelphia and we went to the Mütter Museum, and that was my idea to go. <laughs> I was like, I want to go there, and everyone's like, what's that? I go, you'll see when we get there. So sure enough, sure enough, me, my sister, my mom, and my auntie, my mom and auntie are nurses, so naturally they were like, eh, and then me and my sister are kind of like hobbyists with this stuff, so we're like, hey. My dad, my brother, and my cousin just walked right through to the end and said, we'll wait for you <laughs> over here. <laughs> they just didn't quite have the stomach for it which is you know fair enough but i swear my mom and auntie were like a kid in a candy store we were doing like this little uh looking at this guy's collection of all the things ever swallowed and it's like two giant ass dressers and drawers full of stuff what? and it's mostly like uh what do you call them like safety pens mostly mm-hmm. and he you know does trivia right Get tour guides like why do you think it's uh safety pens right away my mom and auntie diapers <laughs> <laughs> women put the safety pin Change the diaper and then they accidentally swallow it. So, oh, okay. So th- that's why it was the most common thing in this guy's collection. And I was just like, ooh. <laughs> like, how did they get them out? <laughs> uh, I think it goes, has to pass. Yeah, goes to the tubes. It's mm-hmm. like if they crap out two dimes and a nickel, then you worry about it. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking up how to get into the museum, and it doesn't oh. say. You gotta look at. You gotta be a visiting scholar, a part of their visiting scholar program. Because I guess they don't want, like, nuts like me to go in there and be all like, ah, picture time! <laughs> so take your selfies with it. Um, but it's it's really, like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm with Will in terms of, like, that's kind of a stupid name to give that museum. Like, Evil Minds Museum. I'm like, it's kind of gauche, don't you think? Especially if they were to open it up to the public, I could understand them calling it that. Like, they don't even call the Mutter Museum, like, the Death Museum. Like, it sounds classier to call it that. Whereas, they are called, <laughs> basically what it is, the Evil Minds Museum. I think at the same time, too, it is supposed to be, like, a tad of a selling point to call it something like that. Mm-hmm. If you make it too clinical, you people know, don't go. people, you know, it loses its zing. So, I think it 
But at the same time, I think it's also like a trick. You kind of go, ooh, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. And then you're quickly like probably set in reality once you get there. So it's well, like, oh. Well, it's like, so. uh, what's, what sounds more cooler, the forensic anthropology research ranch or the body farm? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm going to go to the body farm. Mm. But it reminds me of uh, the 9-11 museum. Yeah, it's like that, like, like what would they have called it if they were trying to get, well, I guess in like 9-11 gives it enough of, um, like, what you know what it is. Mm -hmm. It still is like horrifying in that place. Never go. <laughs> like, if you want to have the... Like, it was, I was so glad when we went to New York, that was the last place we went, because that just ruined the whole day. I was like, okay, I'm going to go sit outside for a while. Embrace things. Because that was a really depressing place. But anyway, I'll move on. I bet. The happier things. <laughs> <laughs> the happier things. You know, so, Hannibal, that's all this show is about, is happy things. So Jack is... Um, Jack's saving <laughs> lives morale comes up again when he's on the stand. And we find that he blames himself for Will's current state, as he should. Yes, he should. Finally. Yeah. yeah like, own up to it in court, man. That's the way to do it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're trying to make no noise, and I got hit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> uh, but what else? Yeah, like, because it's... I think Jack... Like, Jack has obviously made it clear he knew what he was doing the whole damn time. Mm -hmm. Like, he's put three different people into three different horrible situations. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to come back to bite him pretty quickly. Mm. So Will's lawyer <laughs> is why I didn't end up in law school because <laughs> I I love research and talking, but I hate the law. The law sucks. I got into the UBC law school, the U of Ottawa law school, and the U of Manitoba law school here in Winnipeg. Oh wow! But I didn't go because I was well, annoyed. By <laughs> I didn't go because I hated lawyers when I got to meet them. Because there's a certain type of person you got to be to be in that type of field, mm. and it's like. You're not really helping people. Like, um, I'm about to meet this defense lawyer. If there's any lawyers listening. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Like, uh, no, uh, <laughs> except you. <laughs> so, but, uh, so I got to meet this defense lawyer in Winnipeg who had defended, um, I don't know if he defended Vince, Vince Lee, but he defended, like, a really horrible man. And mm. um, very, a guy who did lots of terrible crimes. And I'm asking, how can you defend someone like that? And he's like, well, everybody deserves a chance under the law. And I'm like, that is such an asshole response, <laughs> isn't it? But I, I think he really <laughs> believed that because it's like, it's how he sleeps at night, I guess, too. But yeah, it's something I couldn't do. It's like, how can I put aside my own morals to protect this guy? It's like that scene in the movie, uh, what's that movie? Devil's Advocate, where Keanu Reeves, is, like the movie starts with Keanu Reeves defending this guy who is on trial for child molestation. And he's a defense attorney and he's never lost a case. And he sees something that tells him that he, the guy really did molest the girl. And, like, he's trying to tell him to, sh like, stop being such a creepy asshole. Then he defends him and gets the guy off. And I'm like, that's the type of lawyer people hate. And this is the type of lawyer mm. that Will has right now. Which I guess he wants because you need the type of lawyer for the type of shit he's in. But, ugh, creepy He's even worse than Shelton to me. I don't know. I feel like then at that same time then we're exploring themes about this whole damn show then. Because <laughs> then we're looking at people like Hannibal, who are just, you know, for lack of a better word right now, is a monster, and yet there's so many people. That are fans, worse. That, like, like, well, no. Um, as, again, as I've explained with fan fiction, <laughs> you struggle with what this character actually is and actually does to people, and yet at the same time, what, what's like my thing to say all the time I love Hannibal he's my favorite thing about the show so it's just like I find 
you can kind of make those same moral arguments with uh, being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like really what, what all you're really doing in a court of law is defending the the morals that society has, and that's the whole point. Yeah. And uh, like, and it's kind of well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fucking lawyer. <laughs> I can't explain this very well. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you're defending you're defending society. Like society sees this person as an as innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. That's the, like that's otherwise, the what's the point? Otherwise, everyone would be tried and convicted by popular opinion. Yeah. You know, and that's. In the end, I don't think anyone would be happy with that system because there's constant conflict of opinion. Yeah. Well, and it's something mm. you said in the first episode, too, about how people have already condemned Will. Will is already a criminal in a lot of people's eyes for what he did. Mm-hmm. And like, it, and we in the audience know better, right? Yeah, so. we know he didn't do that. But it's like uh, like the second people, like it's um, in the case of uh, Rose and, and Fred West, uh, their their cousin, I, I think his either his brother or I can't remember exactly who, but a close family member called. No, that was Ian Brady. Okay, Ian Brady and Myra <laughs> Henley. Her sister's husband uh, got invited by Ian to t- to take part in a crime with them, and he was like totally shocked by this whole thing and was like, "Oh my god! Like, what the hell are you guys doing?" Blah blah blah, because they wanted him to join them, and then he called the cops on them and was like, "Okay, they're fucking nuts. <laughs> like, they are crazy." But the worst thing that happened is everybody thought he took part in it, and so he he ended up having to go into hiding because people were calling him like a child killer and all this other stuff. And it's like people will condemn you even if you get off. And it's just terrible. Like, I guess that's why I'm glad there's certain aspects of the law that are set to prevent that. But you just read any comment page about, like, uh, a news case going on, and it's like, it's obvious they're guilty. Like, everybody everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's mm. like, yeah, you can't really... That's like the whole... Yeah, again, that's the whole point of uh, a court of law. So it's just like... You gotta hand it to lawyers, because then they gotta, you know... Well, everybody hates them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone mm-hmm. hates them, but at the same time, when you're in trouble who's the first one you want, is a fucking lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, <laughs> you know. What's that Simpsons line where Mr. Burns is yelling at his lawyers? You're leeches. <laughs> You're <No>, leeches. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Cream sugar. Where are you? want in your coffee? Oh, uh, cream, please. Oh, you want it black, don't you? Black like your heart. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's my problem. I'll, I'll get over it. <laughs> but I think they Thanks. hate lawyers on The Simpsons, too. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I want to beat up Hannibal every time he mentions Bella Crawford. Like I, I know, think, right? Yeah, I want to kill him every time he mentions her. It's like, get her name out of <laughs> I'm gonna pause for a second because I want this sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> what are we drinking today, Sonia? We're drinking uh, Pfeiffer. <laughs> no, Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. Is that actually what it is? Yeah. It's like Fiffin. Pfeiffer <laughs> oh. 2016 Moscato. Oh, yeah, we White started this new chill. thing where we're drinking wine during the podcast. Because, like, in our first season, we were working out of one of our workspaces. Mm. So, of course, like, drinking on the job is usually frowned upon. But <laughs> so, <laughs> Usually. But since we're at my house, Celeste, would you like some? Yes. Since we're at my house, we're allowed to. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, too. We're also seeing one of the famous suits that Hannibal's wearing in this episode. It's uh, black and red plaid Ooh. with a black tie with red roses on it. And I believe a red uh, hanky <laughs> in, the, in the thing here. Very famous suit. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think I mentioned the suit 
last season I saw them in a, uh, both Brian Fuller and Mads were both wearing that exact same suit. So I was like, oh. either it's a traveling pants suit. It's like all the friends <laughs> like, yeah. and they so share it. So why is it so famous? It's... It's just, it's just, it's just. <laughs> all the fans know what suit yeah. you're talking about when you mention it. That's all. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like I, I don't know if Mass and and, and uh, Brian are the same size. Probably they are. If he could fit that. Suit well, that's what I want to know. Like, is it the same suit and they're just or did sharing? You just get one or is there like two or three pairs of that same suit and they just kind of took each took one or something? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Get on it, fans. We can we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really hate every time he mentions Bella Crawford. Like, uh, ugh. Like, uh, does Jack consider Hannibal a friend? I know I bring this question up every single time ja- uh, Hannibal refers to somebody as his friend. Like, because he does have dinner with him. He brings his wife over for dinner. I think he does. Probably more like a... You know how kind of like you you you'll go to a work, go to a job, meet your coworkers, and then after a while you start to come kind of buddy buddy, chatty chatty, and then every once in a while you go out for lunch, or maybe once in a while you go to go to the other one's house, have a beer, and watch watch the game. I'm go to an event. Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily like maybe invite them to your wedding or anything, <laughs> but you would still hang out with them. I think that's where they are. Whatever that level is, is that. <laughs> Well, if we could get, cut to season three. Hannibal does send. It'd be like the third friend from your list to ask to take you to the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do see Hannibal when he is in no position to do so. Sends uh, a card to Jack later. So for I for thought, something, maybe. Yeah. I felt bad for Jack in this scene. It's because he saw the tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's really well, getting he, hard. He knows that she's gonna die soon, mm-hmm. and there's nothing he can do about it. Like, cause mm-hmm. um. I think, uh, like, the fact that he always wants to save people is what is... Well, other than the fact that Bella's is, like, his one true love, I think that the fact he can't save her is what drive, is driving him nuts. Like, there's nothing he can do to save her. Can't stop death. I yeah. can't send you anywhere. Just, yeah. But Hannibal's dead eyes when he tells Will there's no evidence saying he was the killer. There's a suit. Ooh, that's that, that is really nice. Mm. Yeah. I love when Hannibal's, like, just looking at him and he's like... It'll, it'll, uh, there's no evidence that it gets me. And he just, like, slides out the frame. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just love his dead eyes when he's like, I was right. I love Will's dead eyes through this entire episode while li- while sitting in court. You, you've ever seen, like, real court photos of people who are on trial? Mm-hmm. And they just look, most of them anyway, just look freaking dead eye and uninterested and bored. Mm-hmm. Let me pull there. up some pictures. Okay. Will just looks so bored being there. And I'm just like the only time I ever saw somebody look different on the on the stand was Ted Bundy in court because he um he was defending himself. Oh, yeah. Um, which is he? yeah, which is a terrible idea, obviously. Hence why he, And that didn't work out. Yeah, so but Jeffrey Dahmer in court uh does hold that look of like he's dead eyed the whole time because he he knows he's guilty. He honestly thought um, he can defend himself. Yeah. And the best part of that is when um they announced him guilty for all thirteen uh, all the counts he was up against, he was like, Tell the jury they're wrong <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, okay. So yeah, so like here's Jeffrey Dahmer looking totally dead eyed the whole time during his prison thing. And Ted Bundy. Actually, looks really chill. <laughs> Ted Bundy, meanwhile, is like it's like they're angry. talking about me. Look at this one. Yeah, that one's yeah, really yelling. Uh, tell the jury they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a famous one. <laughs> so that, that, I want that on my tombstone. Tell the jury they were wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, like Will is like so dead this whole episode. Well, I guess because he's getting hurt too. Because like, oh sorry, when I hit the wall, Alana is gonna have to testify. 
that he was a fucking psycho, right? So it's like, uh, well, there's nothing he can really do. If he like says anything, they'll just hold it against him. Well, especially if he keeps saying, "I'm innocent." Like, because he, he believes he's innocent. Mm-hmm. And he is. We know that. Mm. But it always makes me laugh, because, like, that's all... That's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all innocent. When we're looking at the... I'm not sure how far on the episode we went. I only have, like, a page and a half note, so my timeline might be a little it screwy. It was a slow um, episode, Yeah, it was a little slow. Lots of court stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh... What is it? It's the bailiff, right? Yeah. Who gets put on... His house blows up. Put on the stag, yeah. yeah. Is that where they argue about um, how it all looks like Will's, uh... Will's Greatest Hits. The Will's Greatest Hits, yeah. And it's yeah. like, there's that brief hint of, like, oh, shit. Like, it's not him! I might not be Will. And I really love when they argue, we should have taken a stool sample. <laughs> Why didn't we? I said we should. And they're <laughs> yeah. fighting like kids. Well, because it's terrible, because, like, um, when animals eat people, they usually check their stool, too. Like, because, like, you have to to prove that they're in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's poor police work on Team Sassy Science for not checking. If I they know. If he ate something. I'm quite appalled. Yeah, it's like they didn't follow through on their work. Tisk tisk. Mm. Well, but, now they're kicking themselves for it, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because they could have proven it. Mm. But uh, but it, things do, like, uh, samples are ter- are kind of terrible because, like, you can't rely on them because they might not be there in time. Like, could, like, could they have made him pass a stool, like, against his will? Against his will. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think as soon as they... Arrested him, and he went to jail. They probably and they were collecting evidence because you know they were also scraping stuff under his nails. I think they just would have patiently told him like, "You wait over there until call of nature," and then. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I love how adorable Will is this episode, and I love that everybody wants to take care of him, including the mysterious murder, murderous Baltimore psycho that's sending him gifts right now. He has so many. Bam. Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes him. Everybody wants to be Will. Well, which makes me scared for me because I'm like, okay, if these are the people who like him in the universe, what does it say about me? <laughs> so I'm just like all freaked out. But one thing I also hated about this trial was how they called Freddie Lowndes to testify. I hated that. It's like she's a terrible witness. <laughs> <laughs> but her hat was really nice. I really love that hat. Oh, she looked yeah. good in court. Yeah, yeah, she looked really good. I was just like, whoa, that's her court outfit. But yeah, I just love the part where they're like, how many times were you charged with eyeball? How many times did you settle? And she's just like, oh. Six times. <laughs> it's like, not good, Freddie Lambs. <laughs> uh, but I love, like, again, referring to Will's dead eyes, I love when, the way he's looking at Alana the whole time they're doing her practice trial. Oh my god, yeah. Just like, he looks both bored angry and hurt at the same time mm-hmm. i'm not sure how he's managing all three of emotions like that bravo to hugh dancy but mm-hmm. yeah he's just it's subtle too it's like when he's looking down he looks kind of angry and bored and then when she finally talks he looks up and just looks really sad well each <laughs> look at her is like how can, how are you kind of betrayed to too how are you doing this to me like, <laughs> but at the same time it's the point of that exercise yeah. was to test it right and because they like, don't want want her to go into court and not be able to look at him because mm-hmm. it's like yeah look at them sad eyes <laughs> them sad <laughs> cute puppy eyes <laughs> it reminds me of that episode in how i met your mother where like lily can't like say no to her like old boyfriend because he's kind of hoping they get together even though she's married <laughs> and he has like these puppy dog eyes so she can't say no and she was just like you cannot not be be together right now <laughs> so they have to like practice on a baby pig for her to get over that <laughs> yeah. oh but lawyers are fucking terrible like this episode proves it the whole time that lawyer is terrible i'm surprised he didn't die but uh well, he wasn't rude so except to will 
<laughs> it was rude to, to Will, but so was everybody in the courtroom. I mean, they're trying to prove that he did it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people to kill for him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Hannibal only really kind of kills the rude if they're really rude to him. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love how insane life is in Baltimore. Because, <laughs> like, we get to that part where the cops raid the bailiff's house and, like, the fire goes off. And how did the body stay on the stay <laughs> during that explosion? Because it looked pretty powerful. Blew out the window. But it's like... Oh, like, it's so intense in that city. Is that what, answer me this. Is it like that in real life? Please tell us. Yes. <laughs> no idea. If anything, it's it? like Gotham. <laughs> yeah, it's like real life Gotham. What is that? Head, head full of Hannibal podcasts. Yeah, they're, from, they're out of Baltimore. You yeah. tell us, guys. Oh. Is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. Is that what it's like every day in Baltimore? <laughs> oh, and I, got, I must say... Dr. Chilton on the stand, kind mm-hmm. of sexy. The I only know, time, I, have, I have a bunch of notes on that. The only time I, <laughs> me personally, have ever noticed and thought he looked sexy. <laughs> well, because, okay, I, like, I wrote in my notes, Chilton is bae, sort of guy you took up with but hate yourself for, and yeah. I am here for his cane, no horny inferencement. Because <laughs> I love how he has that cane the whole time. Yeah, he's, just standing there, like, he's not even standing, he's sitting, and he's just kind of twirling. He's, like, twirling around like he's a freaking Riddler or something. I was more annoyed by him than anything. Because <laughs> well, he's such a smarmy guy. Like, he's such a, like, because he's not intelligent. I don't know how he got his job in the first place. <laughs> Like, and, like, he gets worse as the season goes on. Oh, I feel no. like he sucked up to certain people to get yeah. that. Yeah. Like, he's one of those people that got by. He probably, he's the Donald Trump of psychiatry in that he probably has a rich dad who paid for yeah. him to go through school. That's a good point. Like yeah. Because he's, like, one of those, like, he, he seems like old money. You know what I mean? Like, he is, I, I, daddy gave me everything, so I deserve everything. And I don't understand why Hannibal doesn't see me as his equal. Hmm. I don't know. He's like he has a crush on Hannibal, I think. <laughs> and I love that Will is fishing in his mind palace that whole time he's talking. He's just like, <sighs> it's like I get more done here. It's the sound of bees. bees. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was really hot. Hold on, I gotta look up pictures of him. Uh, Raul Sparza is a babe. Hold on, Chilton <laughs> Court. And I do like that line. He says, "Saving lives is just as arousing as ending them." As ending them, yeah. Like some of the shit you say, sir. Yeah, I'm glad he got rid of the beard he had because he had a beard in season one, but he's like clean shaven in season two and season three. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> but yeah, he's one of my favorite characters in the show. He's also in the the actor's also in Law and Order SVU too. Like, uh, he's pretty cute in that too. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> So every time Hannibal's attempting to be nice, I hate him more. Yeah, every time he has that little smug little, like, face on, (laughs) I get so angry, because I just know, like, we know, he knows, but there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, it's like, um, the way I see the audience in this this show is, like, we're God watching this, (laughs) and not being able to do anything about it, because we gave Hannibal free will. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just bothers him to me, because I'm like, now I know how God feels. (laughs) Just like watching him, and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> I said that to my brother once when he was playing uh, the the older version of Sims on the <laughs> PC. Uh, his character started doing something really stupid, and he's like, "Ah, man, I shouldn't have given him free will." <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, "Excuse us, God." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Well, take that away." The Sims <laughs> are so fun. <laughs> I miss those old games. I miss the original Sims, like just the, the simple- first one, or they're like little pixels. Yeah. with no, no, the, the, uh, I don't know. The, the I think the second one's, like, got better graphics. Yeah, well, you know, with people, when you gotta get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and maybe with a little bit of the expansion pack, that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I miss that old one, and I miss Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, I love that. One with, that one the little pixels. That one was fun. Did you do that where you'd like make the roller coaster go off into nothing? <laughs> no, no. I'd actually try to make my roller coasters work, and then when they crashed, it'd be like, oops. Yeah, I was intentionally trying to crash them. Meanwhile, you're like, I'm trying to do the nice thing. Is third six flag is changing. Yeah, it's like, oop. <laughs> it's like, oop, turn that around. <laughs> I would like to trap people, like take away the sidewalk and make them all stuck there, and then I'd have all these complaints. About, I'm lost. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, ah. I never played. You trapped in my park forever. <laughs> they just come in. Never. It's like the Roach Hotel, but the Roach six flags. <laughs> Or at least like the regular Sims too, where you take away the ladder from the pool. And oh my like, god! Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you climb out? I could climb out. <laughs> well, then I'm looking at Alice bars of pictures on uh, on Google right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't roll my tongue, but like, you I don't think those. I can either. I can either. <laughs> I got really close ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. Oh yeah, but um. <laughs> I can say per. Did Hannibal outright state he was the killer by saying there was reasonable doubt about both of them? Because he says, like, I can't remember the exact line, but he's talking to Will in prison, and he says there's reasonable doubt if you now that you you will be said not guilty. And I was like, he mentions himself. Like, he says the royal we. Well, again, I think it's a weird part of Hannibal's courtship, for lack of a better word, uh, towards Will. Like, he wants... To, you know, he's. We all know this is a really weird, uh, his fucked up way. Try and get Will. On. It's a mating he, dance. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, and he won't give him all the, you know, give him, show him his entire hand. He's playing. He's still trying to get Will. Like, okay, you might think I did it. You may not be wrong, but I'm not gonna say yes or no. Mm -hmm. You gotta prove it. Or are I? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you, you don't give the game the entire game away, or else what? It's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> And we all know Hannibal, so it's just like, eh. Hannibal's descended for the fun. For yeah. the laughs, if you will. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at Frederick Jones on, on uh, Tumblr. On, uh, Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. On um, pictures. Oh, yeah, Hashtag sorry. unstable. <laughs> I just saw a picture of Will Graham smiling, and he's, like, really happy looking at it. It's like, hashtag unstable. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, uh, Will's trial is a total shit show, of, as we've seen this whole episode. Yes. As And there would have been a mistrial way before people started being killed by Will's secret admirer, who is a copycat killer in his own right. So today's Under the Table True Crime segment focuses on the phenomenon of copycat crimes. What? Copycat crimes. <laughs> copycat <laughs> crimes. People copying other murders. No, I, I, but you were, you were saying copycat, so copycat. I was like, oh, it sounded like copycat, and I'm like, is she trying to do a play on word to it that I'm missing? <laughs> That's why I was like staring at you like, what? That was like a skit I just watched right now. <laughs> So, a copycat crime hmm. is a criminal act that is modeled or inspired by a previous crime that has been reported in the media or described in fiction. The term was first coined around 1916 due to the crimes that were inspired by Jack the Ripper. As we mentioned in our Ripper episode way back in Season 1, the Jack the Ripper case was the first widely covered serial killing in the modern era. There was some ac accusations thrown around that some papers even invented details of the Ripper crimes, such as letters, from the killer to get more papers sold. 
Media coverage of these horribly negative crimes and sensational tones gives a fame to the killers and so provokes individuals with a tendency to behave the same way. Due to this type of fame, the copycat effect takes place. It has been shown that most of the people who mimic crimes seen in the media, especially news and violent movies, have in most cases prior criminal records, prior severe mental health problems, or histories of violence suggesting that the effect of the media is indirect, more affecting criminal behavior, rather than direct, directly affecting the number of criminals. However, the indirect influence that the media has on the individual does give them the idea of how to commit the crime. The type of reaction that the media coverage gives crimes can determine the path another criminal might take. This is because most copycat crimes or copycat criminals are intent on the shock value of their actions. I was reading psychology today and I read about why a person would copy someone else. There's a natural human inhibition against killing that can be reduced by adopting a persona. The idea is that the character provides a vehicle through which the atrocity is committed. Psychologists sometimes refer to this state as depersonalization. It helps account for uncharacteristically violent actions, whether the context is a riot, warfare, or rampage killing. When warriors in subsistence societies painted their faces before going to war, for instance, they not only accepted frightening their enemies, but also assumed a new identity, a new persona, that facilitated homicidal violence. Just as the, the specific markings on a warrior's face are unimportant in determining his level of aggression, the particular episode being imita imitated in a copycat killing matters little. In each case, depersonalization or loss of own identity is achieved. Most copycats have their private agenda in a rampage killing but seek to tie it into other events that received a lot of publicity. In this way, they bask in the reflected publicity, so to speak. In many cases, the rampage killer wants to commit suicide but opts to take others with him. In each case, the intention was to dress up an act of violence, making it seem something more than it was. Unfortunately, that process of glamorizing violence can be and is imitated. Although there is a relationship between copycat killers and what they have seen or read about in the media, there are many other risk factors that have been associated with and have interplay with copycat killings. Men are more likely to be copycat killers than females, and many copycat killers are young adults below the age of 30. Copycat killers are more likely to suffer from personality and other mental health disorders, come from a socially dysfunctional and alienating family background, be emotionally vulnerable, be trusting of the media, and as noted above, a previous criminal history, as well as self-identifying with criminals they have watched or seen in fact or fiction. That doesn't necessarily mean anything because I self-identify with a bunch of criminals. So <laughs> it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, they add examples of certain copycat killings. So a lot of people were inspired by The Matrix, uh, Scream. I saw one, the guy who, uh, in Aurora, the, the Joker shooter. Uh, what else? Um, there's a few others. But yeah, it was it was really bizarre to read about that. Like how many people were inspired. Like, oh yeah, I got the idea from Scream. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, that in itself was a copycat killing too in the movie. Mm. But ooh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, when Hannibal is on the stand saying he was always Will, Will's friend, he directly quotes a scene from uh, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, which annoyed me to no end. And I was like, don't you dare quote Spock, you monster. <laughs> Does he? No, he says a similar line. In, uh, oh, okay. In, uh, I was like, wow, Hannibal's a giant nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> a nerd. There's a line in, 
then Wrath of Khan is, like, Spock is dying. Spoiler alert. Spock is dying because he saved the ship. And he says to Captain Kirk, like, I will and always shall be your friend. And then he tells him live long and prosper and dies. So he says something similar in Hannibal where he's like, I will. I am and always shall be Will's friend. Uh-huh. And I was like, the damn words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. You know, Brian Fuller. Big Star Trek nerd. Mm. Probably would slip mm, in a few probably. favorite quotes in there somewhere without copyright infringement. <laughs> but I was noticing Will's mattress in prison. Oh, it was all stained and like bare. Yeah, there's like, like a huge stain on it. And I was like, dude, doesn't even get a sheet. It's not like he has a window to crawl out of. <laughs> you know, give the guy a sheet. Well, I think because he's like, uh, I think he might be a suicide risk, maybe. Uh, I guess maybe. I thought maybe it was because he's also a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> he sweats all the time. <laughs> so they don't feel like doing the laundry. <laughs> I feel like you'd ruin a, a mattress. <laughs> you know, at least put something down. Give him a towel at the very least. <laughs> but I was watching this episode when they reveal what the drudge looks like after his visit with Hannibal, uh, with whoever killed him. I can't mm. remember if they say it was Hannibal or the copycat killer. But uh, I was eating pad thai. And that was a really horrible thing to be eating when I was watching that. I was like, dear God, I just saw a brain. I gotta put this away. Five minutes later, I went back to eating it. <laughs> I'm so grossed out. I know. Usually, I'm eating supper whenever I watch <laughs> watch an episode, getting ready for the podcast, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. No, I definitely gonna, avoid food. When I'm gonna get to, yeah, just a little grotesque, I'll just kind of like, I'm gonna put the spoon down just for a second, and then wait for <laughs> the like, scene to finish, and then it's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm weird. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh and when you gotta love that line in there. Uh, yeah, when um, Hannibal says to Will, uh, "This killer wrote you a poem. Are you going to let his love go to waste, gay?" <laughs> I say that with love. I don't yeah, use exactly. that in a derogatory way. <laughs> Just like yay. Well, because um, yeah, it brings back that comment about every how everybody loves Will. And I'm mm. like, including the psychos of Baltimore. <laughs> you got fans. So question yeah. of the day. Would you kill for Will? <laughs> would I kill for Will? No. <laughs> uh, mm. I think if I knew about Hannibal, I probably could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Will would like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if I had a good reason, you know, whatever. It's like, I feel like... It's like that scene from the the Omen. Like this is for you, Damien. <laughs> but at the same time, it depends. What, uh, it totally depends on what the situation would be. But at the same time, I feel like maybe I would because then because he's killed someone. If not, you know, we all know we saw season one. Uh, <laughs> he's indirectly led to the deaths. Of yeah, of indirectly, whatever. Um, I think we'd at least be able to bond on that note. <laughs> so, if not in a very weird way. Yeah, that's what, what I wrote. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I am Blushing. crazy enough about that fluff, especially if I knew about what he knew about Hannibal. And my closing thought: the damn, that damn prison looks more like Azkaban than a hospital. Like it is not it's super dark. Not, yeah, yeah. It's like, like how come like. Later on, like, we, we all know that Hannibal's going to be incarcerated, but it's like, <laughs> try not to spoil it. We know it's coming. Uh, he gets a nicer cell <laughs> than anybody in the entire world compared to Will's Let's see if I can find a, a picture of his prison. Hold on. Like, Don't look over here, Celeste. Uh, <laughs> While she's looking, I just want to add another note here. After Hannibal's testimony is inadmissible in court, and then we cut to Hannibal. Prison. 
Oh. Yeah, it's like really pretty. Heck? He even gets like a natural Why? skylight up above. <laughs> what did he what did he do to earn that sort of sound? But I think they inspi- they were inspired by Silence of the Lambs for uh for Will Cell. Because that's what it looks like in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm trying to I think what it is too, it's also probably like a weird reverse psychology, whereas if you give him a, a relatively stimulating space, if not bare minimum of stimulation, that's how he'll keep himself busy and not Try to break out. Not break out and hurt anybody. But uh, anyway, back to my note. Uh, Hannibal uh, Hannibal's testimony is indivisible, so he's all sad. And Hannibal stares at an empty chair in his office, all sad. Again. Again. (laughs) And we hear the lonely piano playing in the back, which is one of my favorite uh, piano pieces, actually. Which bothers me because I'm like, again, he's there because you put it there. (laughs) Just being all lonely. It's like, I don't have any friends. I sent them to jail. Yeah. Man, I wish I could send my friends to jail <laughs> and see if they could get out again. <laughs> They'll send them with a cake with a file in it. Yeah. All right, so we come to the end of the show. What was your favorite part of this episode and why, Celeste? Oh, was it really? It's like such a slow episode. I don't even well, know which is my yeah. favorite or least favorite. Well, because it was pretty fellow this episode. Um, favorite Freddie Lowndes because she's gorgeous and awesome, even though she does. <laughs> she was just in one she scene. sort of yeah. like failed. Uh, least favorite, probably that gruesome scene with the judge. <laughs> it was really gross. <laughs> JJ, what was your favorite and least favorite? I'm gonna have to say, hmm. Your favorite part is probably that one line from Hannibal. <laughs> I'm gonna let <laughs> gonna his, this love go to waste. <laughs> And just that whole weird interaction they had there, that whole conversation in the private room. They're even in the private room, you know? <laughs> so it's just like... I wonder if uh, Chilton has that room wired. He can't, legally. Oh, okay. Like, he re- he can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he may be like a nosy, you know, whatever the expression is. And I thought super he nosy. Did. Didn't he mention something like that? Well, he... Oh, sorry, right. No, he's hitting the desk here. <laughs> no, he legally can't bug that room. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, because mm. he can bug their cells. Because, like, it's a... Uh, oh, you can, you okay. can listen to the rest of the hospital, mm-hmm. but he can't listen in that room. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Ideally, that's where he would talk to stuff with his lawyers, what I think those rooms are built for. But, yeah, you know, because... All his friends are in the FBI. They're all going in the room and that. Uh, least favorite, I'm gonna have to say. Once again, is gonna have to be Jack Crawford. It's yeah. Just, you know what? <sighs> Despite everything I know and everything I know that's coming, I have lost all sympathy for Jack Crawford. It's a shame. Even with even with Bella. Even with Bella, I love I love and respect Bella. Love her very much. <laughs> but I just I just I don't care. Even though if I met him in real person in real real life, I'd be like, "Would you yell at me?" <laughs> Maybe because I'm his boss, but no. I'm a first time viewer. I still haven't reached where your part is. I'm still like, I still kind of like him a little bit. You still yeah. have sympathy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm okay. just like, I can't. I can't. Well, yeah, it's like one of my things too because I really like him. But I, the show is basically about uh, loving and hating characters in certain amounts. Because I thought I was going to hate Alana the whole season, but I'm really liking her this season. Yeah, she has a little bit more of my sympathy now. Yeah, because she's trying. Like, she's trying to say well. If not a little misguided, but she's trying. Yeah. Oh, that scene where, like, he reaches over and, like, touches her hand. And she yeah. didn't flinch. Yeah. yeah. That was a good thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? I want to save you. 
It's like we all want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> girl, we all want to do that. We're there was uh, the year I went to Comic Con was in between season one and season two, and you, you would not believe all the signs that said "Save Will Grant." <laughs> People were just holding them in protest. <laughs> Someone, please save Will Grant. <laughs> I have like a little picture or something like that at home, a little fan art of a little Will Graham. His hands are all bloody and that's what it says. Someone please save Will Graham. It's the cutest little piece of art. And I was like, <laughs> well, we, uh, yesterday we were talking about those cute enamel pins we saw where, mm. uh, where Will was surrounded by dogs and looked pissed and uh, Will uh, Hannibal was surrounded by body parts and looked look, like oh, all uh, smug. Oh <laughs> look them up. They have these, if you look under the Hannibal tag on Tumblr, you could probably find them. And they also look like uh, uh, Hamataro uh, hamsters. hamsters. Yeah. Fun fact, that's what got me into drawing is Hamtoro. <laughs> I used to watch it all the time. I just drew Hamtoro in my binder all through grade six. <laughs> but then when the, the voices changed, I was like, I can't. I'm out. Yeah, it's like I couldn't watch it anymore. Uh, you changed Hamtoro. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about what my favorite thing was this episode. Chilton. What? Was, yeah, Chilton was a babe. And uh, <laughs> my least favorite was probably... How long that court went on? Like, because it mm. would have been mistrial so quickly. They'd gone to mistrial for lesser crap than that. Like, it was just a. Well, I guess that's the whole point where it's just mm. a shit show that mm. he's going through. But yeah, like that whole trial. Like every single thing. Every time we cut back to that, it was annoying me more. I'm like, dude, this is violating so many rights. <laughs> and is it me, or is that like the nicest courtroom you've ever seen? Yeah, that's like. <laughs> I was what? like. So, I'm like, I wish if I go, if I'm ever on trial, I want to be in this room. <laughs> so lovely and gray. Can use a little bit more light. Yeah, you know? a little more color. A little more color. But yeah, it's like the most fashionable looking courtroom I've ever been in. And who the hell was on the audience? Like, I, I don't think the person. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is they all have to be like FBI people. Yeah. yeah. Half of them are probably his students. Oh, you know? that would suck. Yeah. Oh, That's what I was thinking. Wow. But how cool would that be to be his student? Be like, yeah, my uh, my my instructor at the FBI academy killed a bunch of people. That's a story I tell forever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, uh, Will Graham, Oop. my teacher. <laughs> so, um, what's funny? Like, because I checked the summary for like. Uh, episode two on Netflix, and I I just bought this up because it made me laugh. It's like they they said it's a, a soapy crime scene because <laughs> they found like the bodies like in the water. Oh <laughs> right! <laughs> oh my god! I don't trust reading those Netflix descriptions. <laughs> I never read it because sometimes they do like spoil. Yeah, don't the read episode, the episode. Don't read so the I don't. One. I never read it, but I just like glanced at the episode two. And I was like, huh. I remember reading this weird one for. Um, Pitch Black with uh, Vin Diesel said, um, a blind, beefy, beefy cake <laughs> fighting <laughs> aliens in space. Like, that's like, not what it's about. <laughs> I'm like, who wrote that? Who let like them write an amazing show. So I, after reading that, I was like, okay, I'm never trusting Netflix descriptions again. <laughs> I recently got Netflix because I, I went through my, I, I can't keep illegally downloading Hannibal to, <laughs> to, for this podcast. So I started buying it. And yeah, like I've been really... Uh, happy with how it's turning out because like I'm the last person on earth to get Netflix it seems. Yeah, I was going to say really right? <laughs> get into Netflix just last year. <laughs> you can write it off, right? I'm going to, yes. I'm, 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 I'm also thinking about getting rid of cable because the cable I have is not like worth mm. it. Like I, I like mm. it for having HBO and I probably will keep it to watch Game of Thrones but because like Game of Thrones has finally got past the book so I need to find out what happens. Like I need to know you know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to be spoiled. Oh, but anyway, we come to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Where can everybody find you online? Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. 
Uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter as JJ Neeps, and you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me as Honey underscore Child on Twitter, Honey's Dash Child on Tumblr, and Saranic Nanu on Instagram. Uh, we are also at Hannibal's Horny Abachi on Tumblr and Instagram. We are also HH Abachi on Twitter. And you can email us at Hannibal's Horny Abachi at Gmail. And we also want you to go check out JJ's film, Headdress. She linked it on her Tumblr. It's really good. Go check it out. Oh, thank awesome. you. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> but we shall be back next week with more Hannibal goodness and more because uh, I realize what what episode comes next I'm not really looking forward to it <laughs> it's like, no. is it because it's like bad or is it boring you'll see okay yeah <laughs> do we meet the fan the fan of Will oh yes we, oh, wait wait let me see look it up I, I think the, the episode you're thinking about is not till five the, oh, really? the one and you know the one. Oh, the one <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay. All right. All right. You'll know when we get <laughs> okay. there. You'll see it. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you next time. Yeah. Have right, a good bye. Night. bye. bye.